this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago. My very special guest is a lady who I've admi- whose work I've admired in Chicago for many years. <laughs> Say hello to Danielle Brothers. Hello, hello. Danielle, Thanks very much. Congratulations on uh, Time by Time, the Julie Stein show. It is just terrific. It's a phenomenal show. We've had a wonderful time working on it. Um, The way the show has progressed and grown just in the few weeks we've had of performance has just been, it's so tremendous to be able to sing with people who are so responsive. Uh, Our musical director, Aaron Benham, who we'll have to talk about later, he's just incredibly talented, um, has listens and plays with us. And it, it is such a pleasure singing yeah. with this group of people because instinctually we listen to each other and, and that's just, I feel like it's a very rare thing. Well, I hope the young singers in the cast listen to you because uh, you They do. It, yeah. They stand backstage and they say, oh, when you said that, I cried. It's <laughs> like, ah, I love it. I love it. Well, well, tell us how you approach this because you're doing a lot of great songs. I want you to name mm-hmm. a few. You're doing a lot of the Barbara Streisand songs from some of her great films and we musicals. We do. I sing uh, "Don't Rain on My Parade" and I sing uh, "Some People," but those are not my favorites. I get to sing okay. a duet with Stephanie Herman of "Make Someone Happy." Yes, that's uh, just just lovely, yeah. just absolutely lovely. But get back to the Streisand thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. What you did was so terrific was you made it your own you didn't yeah. you didn't do you know a parody or a uh, you know a, a yeah yeah or we, yeah and and yet i feel like um from listening to barbara streisand when i was younger she sings also very clearly and she yes. enunciates very clearly and beautifully and, and that's i what you are so i always great. admired that yeah. and i always thought what a good idea it is to be able to be understood well <laughs> i I, i've said several times i think every young singer uh, should come see your show just to hear you, you know, enunciate because that's getting to be a disease. You know, people are talking so fast, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and they're running mm-hmm. words together, and they do that when they sing, and it just doesn't. It does such injustice to mm-hmm. great lyricists mm-hmm. and, and and great music. The thing is, too, the space being uh, not microphoned, having the singers right there, inches, literally inches away from the audience members. Um, helps so much. It's such a unique space to perform in. How does it's, it help you? That, do you, you feel in the electricity? Oh, absolutely, the absolutely. You look from face to face. You speak right to someone. Yeah, you do. And that's something that uh, uh, some of the young singers have gotten better at as they've worked on it. Yeah, um, if you're they shy. see the pleasure of of saying the piper must be paid, and everyone goes, "Yeah, yeah. that's right." <laughs> that, that's true. And it's such a joy to see theater that isn't uh, amplified. Yes. Having the pure voices. I, yes. I'm a real believer. And I realize in some venues you just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, but then it's a sound mix problem. But but uh, Fred and Theo Rubike is, is known for, you, you can't work there unless you know how to belt because yeah. there are no mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, and I know that um, I've sung in other shows that have had more accompaniment, more uh, piano, drums. When we did cabaret, we had a little combo. So, yeah, that's right. You know, that, that had a lot more music going on. And so that's that's a bit of a... Uh, a workout too. La Mancha was fun. La Mancha was fun, uh, but uh, yes, I was. got very skinny doing that because <laughs> I was supporting. <laughs> that was a lot of work, a lot of physical work. And you told me before we went on the air that that you're not a trained singer. No, no, really. The most wow. I've sung at people's weddings. I've sung uh, uh, kind of. In, I did blood wedding. Uh, I've done blood wedding a couple of times actually uh, back in Seattle, way way back in the day, and. Um, sang in the show 
But when I sang at school for the first time, when I went to Cornish College of the Arts, we had a little singing segment in our training class. And everyone heard me sing, and they're all like, oh, my God, you can sing. I, I didn't make a big deal about it. But never really sung, just had a, an, an opera singing class, actually, at the University of Washington. Well, see, you, you could have convinced me that you were classically trained. <laughs> because between the enunciation and, the, and, and understanding lyrics, I think, mm-hmm. is one of, your, one of your real strengths. The way you sell a song, and, and mm-hmm. that's, again, uh, the young theater people ought to come out and see just how well, you interpret also, and sell a song. And also, it helps if you if your voice is feeling ragged, if your voice is feeling hoarse. When you have those wonderful lyrics to tell someone, you don't have to necessarily sing it, but to communicate the words, that's what makes the song great. And you can sing it. You Everyone knows you can sing it, but if you want to communicate, you can speak it, and it will be just... But you just as had, powerful. You had more. You had body language and, mm-hmm. and looks and eyes. And some yes. of the songs when you're playing fun, I see the little twinkle in your eye. And, oh, and you yes. You really get that across to the or yes. if you're mad, you get that across. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. When Khaki and I get to sing "Men," and yeah. that's a bit of uh, that's a campy song. That's a very fun song. So tell us a little bit more about the show. Some of the some of the the. Um, uh, musicals that, that Julie, Julie Stein was one of the truly great writers. He wrote such a great variety of songs. Um, we have songs in the show from uh, from very obscure sources. We have uh, songs, um, 10,332 sheep. <laughs> I don't yeah, quite know how many. Yeah. I don't do the song. Kaki does the song marvelously well. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, that's well, a cute he was song. Tim Alley, and he wrote film. Exactly. And he did, and he did yeah, yeah. And and worked. Um, I heard he worked around Chicago. He worked around the Green Mill. He worked in some of the honky tonks. He used to play the piano for uh, uh, some, I think, some organized crime figures. He was he was involved in that world as well. So he's had just he had a huge, huge, long career all the way up to the 1980s when Frank Sinatra was singing his greatest tunes. Hey, look, no crying, which I get to sing—a yeah. marvelous, beautiful, beautiful tune. Yeah, it is. But uh, he has a great Chicago connection, and then also a New York connection. All this wonderful working with Carol Channing, working with uh, Barbara Streisand, uh, just the marvelous people that he got to work with. Yeah. Ethel Merman. Huh, yeah, you know. and there's a story with Steve Sondheim. <laughs> uh, when Gypsy came up, he wanted to write both the lyrics and the music. Uh-huh. And Ethel Merman says, "No, nah, she, she's he's too young." Let's go with Julie Stein. There you go. And Stephen said, he says, you know, I was mad, but he says, I learned so much working with him. Yeah. I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, Gypsy's one of, I think, one of the great scorers. Yes, yes. It gives me a little bit of hunger for, you know, the thing is about the songs that I sing, they're very, they're very much like, pick yourself up, do it, you've got to do it, live your life, get out there, and just, I'm alive. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get out there and I've, I have to live. I have to live. Yeah. And I love that message. And I love that people leave the yeah, theater. You do that from Gypsy. The, yes, the some exactly. Yeah. Some people, it's like some people ain't me. You know, I've got to get out there and live. That is such a great anthem. And I, also I at the that. very end when, when Stephanie's singing, you know, um, every day just goes along down till sundown. And it's just like live every day. Live, live, live. You've got to get out there. Yeah. Your, your energy shows on stage. <laughs> I got a feeling this is fun for you. I love performing. I love performing uh, at the No Exit, especially. But um, doing the shows, I mean, Aaron has written a lot of the things and has really specifically uh, keyed them down a little bit for the best part of my range. And so when I sing the songs, I don't get tired out. I get energized. It's a, it's a really, it's a marvelous uh, uh, a lot of people working with someone like that. Don't realize what working with a good arranger. 
Mm-hmm. Like such a, yeah. I know, I know yeah. uh, Paula Scarfano once told me a story about with Doug Peck that, mm-hmm. that she was in, uh, uh, I forget what show it was, but she was having trouble and he just changed everything to yeah. make it work for her. Uh-huh. And, and it, He's it marvelous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, your, your guy does that too. Absolutely, absolutely, which I really appreciate. I really appreciate. You know, having a range that I do, it's nice when he says it's, it just sounds different. To my ear, the higher stuff for me doesn't sound sufficient enough. But, you know, I've had people tell me it's just as lovely as anything else. It's just different. It's so nice to hear because they don't often get to hear that part of my voice. Yeah. And I just, I like it. Yeah. I oh, like yeah. doing it. I like doing it. So, yeah. Well, the buzz uh, on the night I was there, there was a whole bunch of Jeff Committee people there. <laughs> we were walking out. They rarely say anything, but they were all almost as a group just, just saying how great you were. Yeah. They've been so nice. I mean, the last few years, ever since I started working with Fred, they've been really kind to me. And people coming up, I work in a restaurant also in uh, Northbrook Court, and customers coming up and saying, you were marvelous. And, and I go there and I see shows there and, you know, brave the crowds and brave Morse Avenue. To <laughs> you have won three Jeffs. Yes. Uh, tell yes. us about them, what, what they were for and what shows. I won uh, three Jeffs. Yes, I did for... Um, Flora the Red Menace, where I played Charlotte, who is a insane yeah, I remember communist. That. That was, oh my God, was it was so wacky. much fun. That was one of Fred's one of Fred's first real adventurous shows. Yes, yeah. yes, that was very, very much fun. Yeah. Uh, that was a Candor and Ebb. Yes, so it was. that was a marvelous lyrics, marvelous music, very beautiful music in that show. Um, and I got one for uh, Cabaret, of course. I played uh, Fräulein Schneider, and. Uh, Absolutely love the role. Just absolutely love the role. role. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone t- thinks about you know the the big ingenue, the big star. But yeah, but many people think that that that's, that's yeah. A Russ Rainier point. and I we were heard, yeah. told that we were like the anchors, like an emotional mm-hmm. anchor for the show because we had this true relationship between us two, and and we we're a little bit older, you know, and and the young people are doing their thing, but when you can look at someone and identify with what they're going through, it's nice. It's nice. And in that space, it was a perfect. A perfect venue at the no exit to do yes, that show. Yes, it was, yeah. The other one I got was for uh, Side by Side by Sondheim, I think. That was the third one. Why am I confused? They're hanging on the wall. All right, and how many? It, it's because you've probably had so many nominations, too. Yeah, yeah, yes, and I did have more nominations, yeah. But the Side by Side is a terrific show, too. Yeah, yeah. that was a terrific show, too. What's the challenge of singing Sondheim? Remembering all those darn words. I... I <laughs> I had to sing I'm Still Here. And even though I heard stories about Yvonne DiCarlo also not remembering words and saying it's my song to Stephen Sondheim, <laughs> uh, it was just very difficult for me a couple of times to, to make it through the song. Actually, I had to stop a couple of times. I would stop and just be like, I just, I just don't know what the words are. And we'd start over again and be like, okay, you know, if you're going to hear the song, I'm just going to go ahead and sing it for yeah, you. That's all yeah. part of control. Exactly. To your audience. They'll exactly. Go with and you. you're just like, okay, we're going to do it again. Have you ever seen that, that video uh, of the making of the soundtrack from Company where no. Lee Stritch uh, is goofing it up and it's like, there's a cut in it, it comes back. So, all right, we're on take 22. It took her like 22 or and she finally, she kept. You know, they were bleeping her out when she was cussing <laughs> herself out. But, but how, how tough I felt the same way. <laughs> how tough his stuff is to do. But, mm-hmm. but how great it is when you do it. Yes. And uh, also, um, Dana Tretta and I were able to sing a duet from West Side Story. Um, I Have a Love and A Boy Like That. You know, I got, we yeah. got to do that whole yeah. duet. Um, absolutely lovely. Lovely. I was 
one of my favorite parts of the show. So how do you pick your roles? I have a feeling you're at a point now where... I don't... People offer me things. Offer, you don't people have to audition. Me things. That's cool. Not well. I do have to audition. Yeah. But it's nice that when I audition, I feel like I'm better, so much better than I used to be. And, uh, and get hired now... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've gotten better at it, definitely. But I do have people offer me things, and that's very flattering, and that's very, very nice. Yeah, particularly... Uh, uh, do they tend to uh, to offer you the same type of roles or, or no, no no um I I was in nine also that was really really fun I got to do that for Porchlight for Theater. Porchlight yes yeah at the that. theater building yeah that was tremendous with the huge boa the huge feather boa they were yeah. used um and that I yeah I didn't know uh, Walter Stearns at the time and and uh, Eugene I'd never worked with him before so that was really nice to kind of come in there but have a little bit of a cachet you know from Theo, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that certainly helps. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the roles you'd love to play? I'd like to do, um, I started out doing straight theater. I didn't do a lot of musicals. I haven't done that many until I moved here to Chicago. Uh, but I love the poetic uh, playwrights. I love, um, uh, I love Tennessee Williams. I love things with heightened language. I love things with... Shakespeare, maybe, uh, uh, I love, uh, 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 Samuel Beckett. I mean, okay. playwrights like that, that, that really can turn. I, I've seen some beautiful, beautiful work. I got to do, uh, Endgame. I didn't get to do oh, it, oh. but I understudied. Now, believe it or not, I understudied Joe Faust, <laughs> <laughs> who was bald at the time. One of the great comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he played, uh, he played, uh, Ham. No, yeah, Clove. He was Clove. He was the younger one. Ham was the great Alan Gilmore, who was yeah, just right. a brilliant. Yeah, I, I saw oh, that was god. awesome. Perfect. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I love that stuff too. I agree. With and Rosalind Alexander. I also understudied Rosalind Alexander and Joe Faust wow. for Endgame. So when we did our understudy rehearsal, we'd start at the beginning, we'd do the scene, and we'd go back and we'd do the parents, and we'd go back and do. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was get, so every, much fun. Did you get to go on? I never got to go on. But just learning that had to be just quite learning an it. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. Well, Joe was actually uh, marvelous to understudy because he was so uh, incredibly specific physically. He made it very easy to do exactly what he did because he would do exactly the same. He was very because of who his character was. It was and like he's a clown. A he's like a doing a clown thing. Clown. He's yeah. very very disciplined. Yeah. 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 And I know him from Defiant. Because I also did Landscape of the Body with Defiant. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the first shows I did here in Chicago. Yeah. How long have you been here? Um, I've been in Chicago almost twenty years. Okay. That's almost cool. twenty years. And so I got a feeling that you wouldn't turn down any roles in a Shakespeare or an Oscar Wilde. No, that would be wonderful. Yeah. That'd be absolutely wonderful. Well, I got to do Blythe Spirit also, did and you? and that's uh, a terrific. Oh play. yeah, yeah, yeah. And his his work, Noel Coward. I mean, very funny, witty. I love dialogue. Yeah. And and you articulate it so well. What kind of lessons would would you uh, or advice would you give to to the young actresses and the actors in time? Particularly in this day and age of the mumbles and the speaking too fast, and it's many times I, I see plays where the actors are saying lines, but mm -hmm. you don't believe they understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And you really do incorporate it in your songs and in your dialogue. Yeah. We know you are that. Yeah, you know, I think voice. sometimes they trust the mic too much if they're wearing a little mic by their mouth and they trust that that's going to get the words out or something. I don't know. 
because it makes it, sense, it, but it, they don't. It it only amplifies what they're what they're giving. What it. they're not yeah. doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't. I I feel like there's an energy that you're sending out, and people need to realize that it, it's like a a plane, like a physical plane, and you have to be able to get out of that flat plane and be able to communicate. And if you're not speaking clearly, if you're not singing clearly, it doesn't go anywhere. It just... I agree. You know. But you also And I hate the look on the, on the customers' faces or the people's, the patrons' faces of confusion or, or what was that or, or just not understanding. I, I really... I feel like getting down there and saying, he just said this and that's her shoe and, <laughs> you know. So, so one of the things they should be more... They should... Uh, um, be more aware of the audience then too, because they're giving I think the so. clues back. Huh? Yes, yes, and even if it's a, a microphone performance, it still has a great interaction with uh, sharing the space with a whole bunch of living people and breathing people, and everyone is. I think that's the best part about theater, and the thing that makes it uh, so precious, because it's a, an ephemeral thing, and it's not something that's captured on, vi- or, or even can be captured. That whole being there in the space with those people that night it's just very very special yeah and I, even I, though i wish i could have had some things recorded so i could see how great i was you know i don't want to do that but yeah i, li- I, no, I, I like still love the precious and I, yeah and i've seen recordings of opera and recordings of broadway shows a lot you know from yeah, live yeah and they're cool it's a way of you yeah know, playing it when you want but yeah. you're right there is a difference oh yeah, yeah yeah it's so special and on a good night i mean last night was uh was very hot in the theater but it helped all of our voices. Did it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! But well, the air wasn't working, or was just the air was working. But it's, it's you know so it's such a tiny there. space and a lot of people, and it was such a hot day that once the door starts opening and closing, it gets it gets rather hot in there. But a- actually, as Aretha Franklin knows, you keep the room hot and your voice stays nice and warm and warmed up, and air conditioning just kills it. You know, just oh, I, absolutely I shuts it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. So let's now time for a little commercial for your show. All right. Uh, you you you're running kind of opposite of uh, Light in the Piazza for yeah, another week. Yeah, we're sharing so. the space yeah. with them in rep, and they've been so kind to us. They've been very nice and keep the space nice and clean. <laughs> and we're trying to do the same for them. But we are running uh, in conjunction. We're going Thursday night and Sunday night, and they're doing the show uh, Friday Saturday night because they were extended. Yeah. Uh, they go through. It's July, like, twenty. July 22nd, I believe, yeah. yeah. And then you get extended all the way to the end of August. Then. Yes. And then yes. you're going to go to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? We'll go Thursday through Sunday, yeah. And they've talked about um, doing two possible shows on Sunday. So if tickets can be sold. Wow. And for us, that's actually very nice because they would do it at a reasonable time. The show, when we did the uh, matinee a couple of weeks ago, we all left just like tapping our toes and it was in the middle of the day and we we're like, we feel so good because it's such a happy show yeah. and leaves you feeling so good that then we have the whole day in front of us. It's it's rather nice. Well, that'll be, I know you've done two in a day before. Yeah. yeah. But it'll be great for the young kids to get that experience because that's a whole voice preparation and this, mental, right? Well, we've all been looking forward to doing the show consistently Thursday through Sunday because doing it two days a week with a couple of days off in between is actually very, very difficult. Much more difficult than, yeah, I, I mean, know. it's like running a, a marathon. I, I, cause I you, noticed, know, you have to build up your endurance. I noticed endurance. it slightly a little bit in the Monday night I saw because you hadn't done it in mm-hmm. a couple of days. Not you, but it took some of the kids a little bit to get warmed up. 
yeah. to, to get ready. And and it's not a rip on it. That's just you know human yeah. human nature. But once they hit it, boy, they they roll. Yeah, in act two. Yeah. So you're right. The consistency of doing it mm-hmm. four days it in a row. It really helps. It really, really helps. But then helps. the challenge is going to be the second one on the Sunday, right? If yeah. You, and you will do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, with the music that's been uh, adjusted for my voice, and, and we have these parts that are all arranged for our specific voices and our ranges and everything that Aaron's done for us, it makes the show so much easier to sing than kind of, like I was singing uh a boy like that, but then singing the stuff way up high that, that is not necessarily in my best, <laughs> best range when we were doing Sondheim. Yeah, that's, that's true. So bringing it down helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I, not that much. I mean, he's, he's also, always very nice about it. I like the movement you did. Yes. There's some interesting choreography. The, the, the one young man that's the dancer. Uh huh. Chris. Yeah. yeah Chris, Chris Logan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Logan. He, he does a, he does a terrific job. And yeah. some of the, the movement, uh, uh, which, you guys are getting more and more into that, even with the small space. And uh-huh. it's, it is working. Well, I was not in Cats, yeah. but to see yeah. 12 people on stage, and that stage well, is, you know, four Brenda feet long. That was crazy wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was marvelous. And Emily Rogers was the um, the beautiful girl, uh, played the the white cat. I don't know That's which right. one she yeah. She's our choreographer okay. for this show, she did. for Time After Time. Yeah. And mm. uh, Fred didn't direct this one, right? No, David Hyman did. Yeah. David Hyman directed well, David's this David's a talented one. guy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's good. Fred's learning to expand, and, you know, you can't do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And he's, he's realizing that, even though he, I think he's a terrific uh, Yeah, well, he was director. working on uh, Some Enchanted Evening that they had mm-hmm. uh, moved it out to Fox Valley, so he was going out there to take his baby out to introduce it to the folks out there. Well, that's good they're expanding. Yeah, well, yeah, What yeah. do you attribute to these, these sellouts every night, I, but on Monday night, I was there. I counted fifty-six seats because uh-huh. I was debating with somebody in how many seats. And then the next thing I know, everyone was taken. There was a couple of people standing. Yeah, we've actually sold out. I think all the way through July. Wow! But there are always seats that are released at the last minute. But they're trying. We used to pack them in when we did the first Jacques Brel. Oh, that was maybe awesome. that was the one I got the Jeff for, and not the Sondheim. I didn't get it for the Sondheim because yeah, I got it for right. the cabaret it. instead of I was side by side. At it and I was trying I'm to so remember. sorry. It, instead of side by side, which which I was in at the same time as cabaret, that's one where I was nominated twice in one category okay. for the Jeffs. It was actually yes, the Jacques Brel. But that was you actually put that show on the map in Chicago. Because yeah, there was a equity and we production. used to pack them in. We, boy, we packed them in. There was Too an tight. equity production of that show a few years earlier than that that was just flat. Hmm. And and a lot of people were hesitant. But, you know, I cover everything. And that's one of the magic, I think, as a reviewer. You cover, you try and cover everything. And when you like a theater group, go to all their shows. Yeah. Even though the ones you may not like, those yeah. are the ones that will they'll, they'll surprise you. you know, yeah, yeah. You good. may see one or two people that... that and uh, this, I was hesitant on that, but it, it just blew me away. It was just so well. Well, the first Braille we did was in the space before they knocked the wall out. Right. And made it into yeah, was there, the yeah. space it is now. And Arnie Johnston was our... Uh, uh, Lyricist. He was the one that was translating the yeah. I the interviewed words for the him. Braille. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, very interesting guy. And then they did the second remount of the Braille show, which I wasn't involved in. But you know, there's a huge audience that loves Braille, and there's, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of them are living out in the suburbs. They're living quite a bit away. But when you talk about selling out shows, these are people that have been waiting a long time to hear some Julie Stein music that they can come mm-hmm. and hear in this wonderful, wonderful venue. So we have an audience out there, I'm sure, of people that really well, you're also, just wait for the day that yeah. they can come and see the show. It's, you're it's also so marvelous. teaching the young people about these great songwriters. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not, uh, 
the side by side and uh, uh, several of the other ones that that Fred has done. I know that the singer said, "I didn't even I didn't even know these songs." Yeah, you know, Harold Arlen. Yes, the Harold Arlen. Yes, show. a lot of I mean, great songs. Mm-hmm. They said they knew he did "Over the Rainbow," but they didn't realize how great. Yes, and same thing with Julie Stein. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the night I was there, in the next table over, there were a couple of young. I think they were industry people, performers, uh-huh. and I heard one say to the other one, "I didn't realize this guy wrote such a great number of songs." He said, "I'm going to have to look into them." Yeah, yeah. So, so that's a nice benefit that you guys are doing. You know, we have uh, one of the more obscure ones is uh, one that Stephanie sings. Winter was warm. Yeah, and that's from uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty up on those songs. So, you guys surprised me with a few. Well, the thing is that Aaron has this has it on tape, like a VHS tape of it <laughs> that he saw it when he was a kid, and he's like, "That's a beautiful song." His ear recognized the song as being lovely, and she, I just love it. It's one of my favorite songs in the show. Yeah, it is. But it's such an obscure source. You wouldn't. <laughs> well, he also he was a Tin Pan Alley writer. Exactly, too, like exactly. I mean, those guys over fifteen hundred songs. I mean, yeah, just amazing. I mean, you hear people they had to do one show, they do ten or twelve songs, and then they just keep recycling them. Yeah, because they're I guess the creative juices stop flowing. And I whatever. hear all the um, the advertising that came in the nineteen seventies. Uh, Betty Crocker used "Make Someone Happy" mm-hmm. to bake someone happy. I remember. Um, nice when little, I was a kid, nice I mean, little I, royalties. Yeah, I'm sure not, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah. So, uh, in the interest of time, we're almost finished with this. You were saying you want you would like to do some straight plays too. Right? I would, yeah. I would. It's been love. I got to do um, Orpheus descending the Tennessee Williams show, and that's been lovely. And and working at Chicago Shakespeare Theater, I got to do the Madness of George the Third. Wasn't that? An, oh my God! That was one of the great. Oh pieces my of God! Theater. Yes. Yeah. The worst thing, I mean, the absolute worst thing about working at Theo Ubique, working at Chicago Shakes, is that when you're on stage, you can't watch the show. The thing that I crave is to be able to actually see the show that I'm in when I know how good it is and when I know That's I want to watch Harry. You can't, you can't watch Harry when he's on stage doing his thing as, as a person. You have to watch him as a character. And if you watch him, you may not be able to watch him at all. Or even be in the same room with him. And it's like, I wish that I could have been there. And the same thing with Amadeus. The same thing with Amadeus. When Robbie was there doing Salieri. And oh my God, I I wish that I could have been in that space with him. But I was backstage, you know. I couldn't go on. I'm wearing a huge big thing. So that was was a fun show. I didn't have any lines in that. It's got to be fun, though, to to work there. (laughs) I know the young actors say they would hold up a spear to work there. Oh, yes. You learn so much from the... You do. Barbara and from all the great actors. I mean, you absolutely do. They have wonderful actors that come in and a wonderful uh, core of actors that they have here in Chicago that, that work very, very hard and do wonderful, consistent work. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's lots of really wonderful theater actors. And I think New York knows it and L.A. knows it and they're a little bit afraid of us. Well, they come and they loot our people for the tours, yeah. which is terrific. Yeah. Uh, you know, it gives a chance to hit your home run. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I think, uh, well, well, Marriott and Drury Lane are showing they're they're coming here in audition to try and get in the, the shows yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, I, I'm surprised you you uh, haven't been Equity, or were you, or what? What's that? Uh, joined Equity. Um, I'm EMC. I am a candidate. I'm an Equity okay. membership candidate. Um, I joined um, uh, and paid the hundred bucks. You know, when I went to school um, in Seattle. Uh, we had, um, uh, it was a 
acting program. And we had a connection with Liz Huddle, who was running Intamon Theater at the time. And they were taking third-year students after they graduated, and they were making like a little core of actors. And I could have joined Equity by becoming, if I had gotten in, to become a part of that. And all my life, I've kind of like not been interested in that. I, I don't really know why. I feel like it seems like students that I knew were like, I've got to get into equity. I've got to get in. Then they got in and it's like, you're 23 years old. It's like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And you're and competing in a different pool. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get lost. I know yeah. there's better roles uh, uh, for, for non-equity. Uh, there are. But I and I never a- would have been able to do La Mancha in a million years had it been an equity production. They would never have cast a woman in that. So, you know, that was a wonderful for me. Okay. And for apparently a lot of people who are coming up to me now in the show time after time and saying, I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed seeing you perform that role. Yeah. That it, was nice. it was It was amazing. Yeah. Very different. Very, very different. So, so what so, advice now would you give to the young eye? We're almost out of time. To the I would say performers. Keep, keep educating yourself. Read the newspaper. I love Chicago politics. We have a lot of things going on independently written things. Um, when you develop uh, new pieces with people, you can work in conjunction with all kinds of artists. Chicago has a great big arts community that seems like they really love to cross over. They love to have design people come in with music people to come in with theatrical movement people, with trapeze artists that, that can make something in Chicago that really can't be seen anywhere else. It's a very collaborative city and someplace that I think is a is a really good place to make great, great connections Yeah, that can last for a lifetime. And, you know, the theater community is very small. And I know it, people in, you know, that I was supportive, with right? There's e- no absolutely. egos like New, like New York or LA. Oh, I won't do that. Yeah. Here, one day you're the star, the next day you're in the ensemble, right? That, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a pleasure to see someone else do it, and you're like, now you get to do it. <laughs> I get to, I get the easy job, you know? <laughs> so what's, what's happening? What's, uh, Time after time, running to the end of August. And Do you then have at the end of August, that? and nothing after that. I'm gonna, uh, I'm, uh, hopefully we'll be able to go out and see my dad, uh, do a little bit of traveling. I, I do work at the restaurant in, in Northbrook, and so I'm, that's where my health insurance comes from. Yeah. And that's another thing with equity, too. I mean, if, if I joined equity, I would have to really work, yeah, seek the work, find the work. I, I, yeah, because you have to do so many weeks to, for the insurance yeah. to kick in right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit daunting with, with health insurance being so expensive and having it now. And like, it's very nice to have now, but. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, let's keep up the, the good work. You are Thank you're you a very role much. model. Not only are you one of the great <laughs> entertainers. And folks, any show that Danielle Brothers is in, go and see. No, you're, you're one of that group of people that if you're in a show, first of all, you have great judgment on the shows you're in. I, I've never seen you. I've really been in a very bad lucky. Show. I've been very lucky. Even though I would, n- you always forgive the, you know, yeah. you don't turn down a role. Yeah. But but you've been in some great pieces. But you really make them memorable. I want it to be. I I try to do my best every single time. Even with children's theater, I got to do Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> oh my God, it was so much fun. Marvelous music. I'm at, and they're the at most tender and beautiful audiences, right? At, yes, yes. At Lifeline, I got to work, yeah. and then at Chicago Kids Company, I got to play the Queen in Snow White. And I'm afraid I really scared some of the kids. <laughs> I really scared some of the kids. I thought you should put it on your poster. You know, 
<laughs> Warning, right? Yes. The little girl says, you know, when I when it got dark and I saw the queen, I think I pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was my triumph. I was like, I have well, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, you, you that's talk about the ultimate way reaching That is, your that is, yeah. yes. And I try to reach that it I try to be absolutely honestly get there at least to that point of satisfaction in every show. So then if I feel like if someone comes up to me and says, I saw you in so and so, I'll know that that day I did my absolute best to just be as good as I could be. And that's that's just what I try to do. That's just what I try well, to do. You you succeed. Thank you. you really Thank do. you. Thank you so Folks, much. Folks, go see uh time after time at Theater Rubuquet. You will enjoy it. At the no exit. At the no exit. And folks, go see a play this week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.